Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the cats right here in Lexington. If it is a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, we're going to be talking about it every day right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Yes, I had to read Kyle's part today because I am flying solo this evening. Kyle is having the night off. He is dealing with some sick kids. So I'm going to be handing the duties by myself, but I did have some help from you guys out there on the social media um, field. I put out a mailbag question, and we will answer the questions that you sent in to me at the end of this podcast, but there is a lot to talk about. As I promised on the last one, we will update you on UK football. Mark Stoops had a press conference on Friday evening and had his coaches show. It was a bonus coaches show, guys. This is the the bowl preview kind of kind of show. So we are going to get into all the th- good things he said. Plus, Josh Allen won another award. A UK basketball player won an award. And we might have some audio from a UK basketball commit if time's allowed. And if not, I'll tell you where to listen to that in the future. But first, let's start with Mark Stoops. Mark Stoops on his coach's show tonight had a lot to say. He reiterated a lot of what he said in the press conference he held on Friday. The most interesting things that stood out to me was when he was talking about bowl prep. He admitted his first season, they worked a little bit too hard. They pushed the guys a little bit too hard, and that maybe hurt them in the bowl game. But he said at that point he was doing that because they still needed to get improved as a team. He said last year he dialed it back a little bit, had a little bit more fun. If you recall last season they had the airsoft gun thing where they had a little range thing and they had a little battle between the coaches and the players. And he lightened the mood. He said there was a there was a much better balance last year and he thought the guys performed much better in the Northwestern game. And, you know, Northwestern was a quality team and Kentucky was right there at the end and had a chance to win if the two-point conversion had gone, and that was all without their best offensive weapon, Benny Snell, because of because of that ejection. So he's kind of going to roll with that again, have a mix of you know good hard practices, but mix in some fun. He said tonight on his coach's show that while they're in Orlando, one of the days they're going to go to Universal Studios um, and check that place out, guess do the ride, see some of the features and attractions. So that should be fun. Tonight, actually, UK... Football tweeted out some pictures of them having some fun over at Malibu Jacks, which is an indoor facility that has all kinds of stuff. It's got Putt-Putt. It's actually right across the street where where I'm recording this at the iHeart Studio. Um, it's got like Putt-Putt, as I said, laser tag, all kinds of games, a bowling alley, just a ton of stuff to do, a lot of fun activities. There were some fun pictures tweeted out by UK Football. Uh, one was, it said, you're never too old or too big to enjoy some fun video games or something. And it had a couple of the offensive linemen sitting on the motocross bikes that you play at the video game. It was kind of comical. There's a little indoor roller coaster that the team was riding on. There was a picture sent out of that. And then Mark Stoops said on his coaches show that a couple of the coaches took on a couple of the players in bowling, because there's also bowling over there. A lot of stuff in there. Used to be a Kmart. Kmart's are big, so they got a lot of room to put things in there. But anyway, he said it was Eddie Grand, Brad White, and himself had a bowling battle against Lonnie Johnson, Derek Beatty, and Isaiah Epps. And this is a quote from Mark Stoops. He said, we smacked them around. So they dominated. So Mark Stoops knows how to get a team to a bowl, 
and knows how to bowl himself. You know, but overall, the the balance I think that he, he's talking about is really interesting and something that he he's grown as a coach, and he wants to find something where guys don't get burned out, but they're still putting in work and getting better because it has become a cliche to a certain extent about how important are these bowl practices for next year. And he said, you know, last season's bowl practices and team bonding and all those things and the way they did it where where they had fun but still put in the work rolled over to the season and he credited that with having such a, such a successful season this year. The other news that came out on Friday that is very interesting is Cleavon Thomas is going to switch to defense. He was, of course, a wide receiver, came in and rolled early, saw some time as a freshman, I believe is technically redshirting this year, and so he'll have three more years to play. But he's going to play defense, and Mark Stoops said that he actually came to him with this idea. Thomas came to Stoops and said he wanted to play defense because he knows so many guys are leaving the program on that side of the ball. Cleavon Thomas is just like an electric personality, super fun to talk to when he came in as a freshman. I mean, he was just cracking everybody up. He saw the field a little bit early, but his his play kind of tailed off as, as his freshman season went on, and he didn't see it a ton this year, obviously, with kind of being on track to redshirt. But he he there's time over there to be played on the defensive side, so he's going to go try to do that. And if you remember his story, you know, one of the things that was kind of funny to everybody when he first started talking – he said that he initially was an offensive lineman when he was a little kid, little kid playing football because he was kind of bigger, like oh no, you know, a lot of college athletes, but he kind of stopped growing a little bit. And dad said his dad, who also played college football, uh, said that he needed to trim up and then either become, you know, a wide receiver, defensive back, and that's where he would make his bones. And it ended up well for him. And obviously now he's on the college circuit with Kentucky. The other thing is Zaire Hughes is suspended from all team activities. Of course, he was arrested a few weeks ago. Mark Stoops said on Friday that he's suspended from all team activities, and I'm guessing they will revisit that um, going forward, but it doesn't sound like he'll be playing in the bowl game. Stoops was asked about health um, on his coach's show, and he said right now they're in pretty good shape. They've only practiced five times so far You know, going into this bowl game. And as I mentioned, he's trying to find that balance, so he's not pushing guys too, too hard. He also talked about how right now, over over this past weekend and week, there have been graduations. A bunch of guys graduated, and they kind of had you know family get-together, so he let some of those seniors, they didn't participate in a practice or two, and he's been working in some of the younger guys to get that. So it, it's very obviously important for the future that that is used. And so Stoops is doing that. So I, th- I just feel like overall... Mark Stoops is super prepared in this bowl season because he has experience. You know, that's what happens in life. When you have some experience, you get better at something. And now Mark Stoops is going to his third straight bowl, and he feels very comfortable, it seems like, when you're hearing him on his coach's show and watch him in that press conference. He feels comfortable about how he's going to handle things. You know, in that first bowl, he talked about reaching out to some of his, his brother and his other coaching mentors and coaching friends on how the heck am I supposed to do this. Now he knows, and he knows how to – strike that proper balance and I keep using that word balance because I I think that's the best way to describe it so um, hopefully it can pay off for UK on the field against Penn State we'll have more on the game we're going to try to get somebody on that covers Penn State to give you a little bit more insight on them going forward
Coming up next, I'm going to share with you some awards that UK had won. But first, I do want to tell you guys about Sling TV. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. And sometime when you're traveling for the holidays and you got to go somewhere across the state or even into dreadfully another state, maybe. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, your grandma or grandpa or Aunt Betty that you're going to visit, she doesn't have the extended sports package. Well, if you got your Sling TV, it's not an issue because Sling TV is available to be played on your big screen, but also on all your favorite devices, your phone, your computer, anything like that. Sling TV is just 30 bucks a month, and it gets you ESPN, Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and a bunch more. It's the best way to watch college football during this bowl season, college basketball, all those things. There are no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime. And right now, Locked On listeners can get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash Locked on. That's S L I N G dot com slash locked on. You are locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. All right, so two two big old awards tonight that I will let you guys know about. One, Keldon Johnson was named SEC Freshman of the Week for his play against Utah. Not super surprising. I mean, when you hit six of seven threes and only miss one shot all night pretty good chance you're going to end up being SEC Freshman of the Week. And there has been some discussion about what Keldon Johnson can be. We actually talked about it on the podcast before this one of, you know, Kyle asked John Calipari if if Keldon Johnson could potentially become the catalyst that can drive this team. And Calipari hesitated to, to name that for certain, but I think he is definitely a candidate. So if you hadn't listened to the podcast before this one, go check that out. Kyle and I broke down UK versus Utah extensively. And Josh Allen won another freaking award, guys. This time it was the Jack Lambert Award, which is given to the top linebacker. And this is, oh my gosh, I'm scrolling through UK's email to find the list of awards he's won. And it is extensive because, as I said, I had to scroll So he's won the Bronco Nagurski Award. That's for the National Defensive Player of the Year. He's won the Chuck Bednarik Award. That's also a National Defensive Player of the Year Award. The Ronnie Locke Impact Trophy, which is also a National Defensive Player of the Year Award. But that factors in some of off-the-field stuff. The Jack Lambert Award, as I just mentioned. He was, and here you go, he's first-team All-American by Walter Camp Football Foundation, Sports Illustrated, The Athletic, ESPN, Associated Press, College Football News, College Writers Association of America, Sporting News, USA Today, CBS, American Football Coaches Association, and Athlon Sports. Josh Allen has a big old, big old bunch of awards. All right, let's jump into the mailbag. Should be a fun one. Got some some sports-related ones and then some silly ones that we'll wrap with. We will start with Chells Blue 22 at Blues 22. Chells said, Curtis, in your opinion, how many freshmen come back next season? They have two wings and a great point guard coming in. Right. Thanks. That is correct. So UK's current signing class, and when I get put on the spot, I always always doubt myself. Um, But yeah, they have Tyrese Maxey and... Khalil Whitney and Dante Allen coming in. Those guys are signed. They're signed early, so they're all, you know, in the mix already. So those are the three guys that are definitely 
definitely going to be on campus. And so the question is, how many freshmen come back? And currently, yeah, I am correct. I just It is the three guys. I just double-checked to make sure I wasn't mistaken and forgetting somebody. Um, but here's the thing. Right now, currently, the only two people that are on draft boards are P.J. Washington and Keldon Johnson. I looked at several mock drafts. I love to kind of follow the NBA mock draft people. And those are the only two that people are saying they're drafting. Obviously, you're going to lose Reed Travis to graduation. And so I think those three are definitely going to be gone. Now, what becomes the question, and we've been discussing this a ton, is do guys transfer? I mean, more guys transfer, I should say. Quade Green has already transferred. So are there others that will transfer? Um, but this was about freshmen specifically, and so I believe Keldon Johnson is going to go pro. And you just kind of feel like, and maybe this is just Kentucky kind of seeping into your mindset a little bit too much, but you would think one other would just go pro because that's what ends up happening. But none of those guys are ranked in any of the mock drafts, like in the first or second round. Yeah, like even the second round is, is what everything I've read. And so you would imagine they would all come back and they would all benefit from a second year. I mean, Emmanuel Quickly, Tyler Hero, EJ Montgomery, Ashton Higgins. Ashton Higgins reclassified. So, in, you know, he was planning on going to college this year. You know what? I'll just go out on a limb and say they're only going to lose one freshman. That would be completely you know, different than almost any other year in Kentucky, but I just feel like none of those guys are close enough at this point, and that can change. But right now, I don't think anybody, any of the freshmen besides Kelton Johnson are going to go pro. E.J. Montgomery, I mean, we had Evan Daniels on the podcast a couple weeks ago, and you should go check that out to learn a little bit more about basketball recruiting. Um, but he said he thinks that E.J. Montgomery is going to be a lottery pick, but it's going to be next year. And, you know, he's got a ton of potential, and sometimes that'll get you drafted, but sometimes it won't, and they'll want to see a little bit more development. So I think he's a great – I mean, he just not, he's not getting the time on the court to show what he can do to NBA teams. And so, you know, it, it'll just be something to keep an eye on. I think everybody but Kelton Johnson is right now on track to come back for a sophomore season. That'll probably change, and I'll probably end up being wrong. But, you know, I, I just can't see any of those guys – being ready for the NBA after this season. Now, I mean, that obviously could have been said about Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and you saw how he progressed. Maybe one of the point guards, maybe Tyler Hero gets his shooting stroke back, and he becomes draftable, but he, he seems like he'll, he'll need a little bit more time. So for all the people who do not like one and dones, this could be a great year for you, but uh, things are subject to change. But I'll go out on my limb, and if I'm wrong, you can all make fun of me for only thinking, one freshman will go pro. Uh, Brennan tweeted in. He is at blue F-I-R-3. So it's fire, except instead of an E, it's a three. That's a good one. He said, I want a breakdown of what to expect on signing day. You know what? I think everybody would love that, including the coaches, because kids in football recruiting, things change very quickly. And so, honestly, I don't exactly know. And Signing day is Wednesday, so this is the Tuesday edition of the podcast. It is right around the corner. I'm not going to preview it, 
and I'm just going to let it play out, and then we'll go in depth once we know who all signed on the dotted line. So be on the lookout for that. Let's see. John Spaulding at Season Never Ends tweeted and said, A win over Carolina puts Kentucky back in the polls. Why or in? That means yes or no. Um, I think they actually still are in the polls, but I guess if you were referring to maybe like the athletics poll, which that's where Kyle writes, I, I saw a tweet that said Kentucky is now out of the athletics top 25 because they do their own. Um, yes. If Kentucky beats Car- the North Carolina, they will be way up in the polls. That would be a monster win and would make up for the Seton Hall loss, in my opinion. Let's see. One Bearded Golfer, which is at number one Bearded Golfer on Twitter if you want to find him, asked, how many conference losses do you expect UK to end up with? Well, if you're looking at football, I guess they lost three, right? Oh, wait. No, you're talking basketball. You know, that's a great question, and it's tough because the SEC is good on top. But, you know, when you get down a little bit, it struggles. However, and I've been trying to make this point, I think the SEC overall has been a little bit underwhelming considering what they thought they might have been able to be. But tonight, Vanderbilt, monster win over a ranked Arizona State team. Obviously, you know, that was a home game, but not that big a deal. And someone's calling in on the hotline. I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. You are locked on Kentucky. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I hope you enjoyed that little break. Now I'm back. So, but as I was saying, Vanderbilt, monster win against uh, a, a ranked Arizona State team, and I'd, I'd completely written off, just written them off um, after they lost Darius Garland, who was just, you know, one of my favorite players. I've, I've talked about him a ton. Um, but uh, overall, we'll, we'll see. It, it's one of those deals where Auburn... Tennessee, I both th- think both are really, really good. And Kentucky, will, I think, plays both of them twice. John Calipari was joking about, he's made this joke several times, about how all he, they have to play all the good teams twice. But when you look at the rest of the SEC, I mean, I'm just like, who, who puts fear in you? And I know Kentucky doesn't necessarily need a team to put fear in them to, to beat them, but Ole Miss is 8-2 and two right now. Arkansas 7-2, and two. Vanderbilt, as I just mentioned, with that nice win over Arizona State, LSU, Alabama. I think there's a lot of teams that could beat Kentucky, but I don't think that they would necessarily be favored to beat Kentucky. And so, man, that's a tough one. I need to dive deeper into this. I'll just put the number at 5. I'm not going to be, like, evasive. I'm going to say 5. So there's my two predictions that are most definitely going to go wrong. I'm I'm guessing Kentucky's going to lose Lose five conference games. Man, that seems high, though, doesn't it? Ah, I'm living in the moment of what Kentucky is at this very moment, and that might come to back to bite me twice on this podcast because I'm saying only one freshman's going pro, and I'm saying they're going to lose five SEC games. But either way, uh, that's what I'm going to say. And so that is the answer to one bearded golfer's question. Um, last sports-related one, and then we will get into some of the silly ones. It was Justin, who is at broski underscore 41. I hope that's a shout-out to Josh Allen, Justin, because that would be a I – w- I would like that. But his question was, Fields to UK, question mark? Obviously, he's referring to Justin Fields, 
who announced tonight that he is transferring from Georgia. The Georgia quarterback situation is pretty good, so he's going to move on. Um, I don't have necessarily any insight, but I would kind of doubt it because if he's looking to play, I guess he'll have to sit out a season. But then if you're at Kentucky, and I'm not saying that Terry Wilson is better than Fields, but you would think his ideal situation, if he has to sit out next season, is he's going to want to go to a place where there is a quarterback who is going to be a senior next year and graduate, then boom, he'll be able to step right in. So I would predict no. That would be my prediction. Oh, the last thing real quick, I forgot to mention this earlier when I was talking about the Kentucky football team having a bunch of fun tonight. I tweeted out, I cropped one of the pictures that they sent out, UK football, of Matt House driving a little go-kart thing that they have. That was the other thing. I didn't even mention this. They have a go-kart track in that in that place over there, and he's he's driving it, and he just, man, he's just so happy. He's just having the time of his life, and so I, I tweeted that out, and you'll want to go check that out. I also retweeted the UK football thing where you can see all the big guys riding the rides, so check all that out on my timeline at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. All right, let's wrap with some of these fun ones. SGD tweeted in, what are you getting your niece for Christmas unless she listens to the podcast and don't answer that one? I will be able to tell you this because my niece is one year old and I don't think she would understand what I'm saying even if she is listening. So if if she is, it'll be, well, actually, you know what? She would understand this because she understands one word very well. And that's what I got her. Elmo. Big fan of Elmo. And it's gotten to the point where we can't say that word around her or she'll freak out because she'll want to watch the movie. So we have to say E-L-M-O. But I got her a dancing E-L-M-O that sings and she'll dance with. So that's what I got her for Christmas. At brow underscore down tweeted in, can I co-host? No, you cannot. At bearded underscore hippo, who where is Gallagher, our former one of the former producers at this station, who now has moved on to other ventures in his career, tweeted in a couple of questions, and I'll answer those rapid fire. One, what animal, if it was the size of a human or double its size, whatever's larger, would be unstoppable? Okay. There is like a billion animals that this would be true. I mean, like unstoppable, if you want to double the size of a lion and just make it a double lion, can you imagine? Like That would be utterly ridiculous. What about like a double killer whale? Can you imagine that thing just, just destroying the ocean? I mean, you could take it in so many different directions, but the one I will focus on, human-sized ant. You're not sleeping tonight. I'm sorry. That is utterly terrifying. They got the little pinchers. I mean, I'm just thinking right now, boom, honey, I shrunk the kids when they get shrunk and they, they have the ants. That's some scary stuff. I don't want to face an ant the size of a human. Um, He also tweeted in, can you recommend a good recipe for a holiday ham? No, 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 no. Never cook your own ham. I'm sorry. This may be, people might get upset with me. And I know the lines at the ham stores are kind of crazy, so crazy that they have to park cops by them, but just go wait in the line and get you one. And in all honesty, this may be not fair to me to say because that's our Christmas bonus at the station. We get a free holiday ham. 
and so I have a coupon, so I just get mine for free. But I don't, I don't think it's worth worth the trouble to mess around with that. And finally, he asks, "What's the best type of apple?" This is undisputed, cannot be denied. It is the Granny Smith apple. If you ain't eating green apples, you ain't eating the right apples. That's what Curtis Birch says. That is the second time I have gone in third person tonight. I actually went third person when Dick Gabriel and I were talking about some stuff during the game. So I apologize. Dick Gabriel, of course, is the host of the show that I produce weeknights, 6 to 8 p.m. on 6.30 WLAP. And we do a statewide show on Monday nights. So you can listen to that at your leisure. All right, that's all the mailbag. Let me double check, refresh one more time. I think we got them all in. Oh, finally, Browd underscore down tweeted in another one. Do you have a quorum? No, just me tonight. Not even close to a quorum. So there you go. Hope you guys enjoyed this. It's been fun. A little different, obviously. Shaking things up. Keep things fresh. Um, I do want to say a couple things. Obviously, subscribe, please. Rate and review. All those things are super important in the rankings. And I, I've mentioned this briefly before, but we kind of do have an internal competition with these podcasts. And currently, in the college division of the Locked On Network, and you can check out tons of the other shows um, on many other levels. All the They have every NFL team, baseball team, MLB and NFL team covered, so just search Locked On, insert your favorite team's name, and you'll find uh, some great content there. Um, but, you know, we have, as I said, internal kind of rankings, and we've come up second to Tennessee, the Volunteers, in the last couple weeks. And I would like to be number one. So if you could, please subscribe and then share it. That's how we get some numbers. Share it on your social media uh, share it just by word of mouth, telling somebody you liked it. It's really simple to find. All you got to do is search Locked On Kentucky, and it's right there. You can, If you're on Twitter or on Facebook, Facebook, just search Locked On Kentucky. On Twitter, it's at Locked On UK. All the links are there. Subscribe, and then, boom, just hit play when it pops up. Hit play, and then it's going in. You know, with the crazy technology now, you just got to be like, hey, Google, hey, Alexa, whatever. Play Locked On Kentucky, and it's playing right there. So, Please do that and help us get a little better. Quick note, the interview I was talking about earlier in the podcast was with Dante Allen. Obviously, we didn't need it in this edition of the show, but I'll be tweeting it out. So just check with me on Twitter and you can find it there. Be sure to be following me on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. You can follow Kyle at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. Thank you so much for listening to this solo edition of Locked On Kentucky. We'll talk to you soon. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Uh, the audio I was mentioning was an interview I got to do with Dion. Oh, my God, why can I not talk? Quick, uh, the, uh, the, Dante Allen and, oh, shoot, did I screw that up?